Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs! Yay! It's another week! Another week, Mark! (laughs) (laughs) Always, always happy to have another week where we get to chat. Yeah, it seems like it's been a while. I don't know, maybe it's just been a long week. But I think it's been a long week. I know it has been for me. No, we, we've already done like 20, 30 minutes worth of talking before we've uh, even got to the topic of what's going on. So it's been good to reconnect. Thanks, Helen. No, it, it is always good that we get a chance to chat. You know, that's one of the things I like about uh, being able to spend the time is that we can we can chat about, you know, what our weeks have been, the work that we've been doing, stuff that's going on. Um, but it's also one of the things I like about, you know, the connections with voice lunch is being able to to chat with people and get their perspectives and see what's going on with with them. Um, so, you know, just just being able to hear what people are doing is always great. Uh, it's also why I love my office hours. You know, I, I never know. Good. You know, I've got people that are regulars and who will come by and talk about stuff. And then every so often I get somebody else in with uh, with other interesting and unique uh, questions and problems and that 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 kind of goes to what i want to talk about this week i think we had somebody stop in and, and they've dropped in a, a few times in the past asking some questions about a a voice system that they are working on and it's not based off of one of the um the hardware platforms so it's not alexa or or google assistant they were looking to build it in as part of a call center um, for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to go into. Okay. Um, and they had other interesting and, and limiting requirements. So in the past, I suggested that they look into dialogue flow. You know, yeah. as, as we discussed last week, uh, dialogue flow has a number of integrations and a number of telephony integrations uh, that are built in. So that all you needed to do essentially was to find a telephony provider that worked for you, that provided a phone number that, you know, would work for what you wanted. Right. Plug in the integration, configure up the parameters, hook everything together, and poof, it should just work. Unfortunately, and and this was great. They were able to, to prototype what they wanted to do. They tested what they wanted. They got it started working. Un, with with one of the uh, the integration providers, unfortunately, that integration provider wasn't good for other reasons, and I won't go into what yeah. the, what those other reasons are again. So they had looked at all of the integration providers that were already connected to Dialogflow, and concluded that none of them were suitable. And now they were coming back and saying, "Well, okay, what do we do now?" Mm-hmm. And that's a good question. And in some ways, the answer is, well, it's going to depend on what your telephony provider provides. Do they provide an API of some sort? Because if they provide an API, we may be able to figure it out. Yeah. So I went through some of their other options with them. And we found one that provided an API provided an incoming API, which was also surprisingly difficult. You know, some of them had APIs where you could initiate a phone call and that would, yeah. you know, call out to people. And that's, you know, that's good if you're if you're creating a boiler room. Um, but it's not good if you're providing an incoming call center. Yeah. 
So we found one that did provide an incoming call center that had a fairly interesting set of configurations. You know, they advertised this is a drag and drop solution, you know, just, you know, configure what you want. And, you know, that was mostly aimed at predefined menus and so forth and so on. Yeah. But it did have something that would, that basically would take an audio stream and send it out. And and one of the things I said is we need an API that does one of two things. It needs either to stream the stream the audio that it's getting somewhere, yeah. or it needs to be able to do the speech to text and give you a text blob that you can do something with. Yeah. And I kind of want to, you know, kind of want to cover both of those options in looking at what Dialogflow can handle from there. So handling both of those scenarios, what what do you do if you are handed a text chunk? And what do you do if you just get an audio stream going on or an audio chunk? What how do you yeah. handle these two different scenarios? So so when you say call center, are we talking about like a like an IVR? You call up an, a, a system and press or say one type of thing. Is that what is that, is that type of system we're talking about? Yes. Okay. It, 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 Fundamentally, you know, once upon a time we would have called it an IVR. Um, nowadays, we're definitely looking at stuff that has voice responses that, yeah. on some level, can navigate on its own with voice responses. But at some level, it needs to collect information. So you know, it's not just navigating a phone tree. It's doing the stuff that we are used to when it comes to voice agents. Um, detecting intents, collecting parameters, okay. doing something with those parameters, you know, doing something with those parameters, giving results back and so forth. So think of it like as, as an Alexa with a phone number. Okay. And that's, that's kind of what they were looking to do. And that's kind of what uh, these, these call center solutions are providing. All right. Um, dialogue flow handles this in two ways depending on exactly how it gets in, but both of them fall under the, the general term of detect intent. And I'm hopefully not going to trip up. Say that 10 times fast. That's tricky. <laughs> um, and the name is accurate because fundamentally what it returns back to you includes what intent matches. It's a little bit deceptive because if you have a webhook registered for that intent, uh, that will also get triggered and it gives you back the results. And under Dialogflow CX, it doesn't just detect an intent, it also can be responsible for filling in the fields and the form that you're currently in. So it, it's a little bit more powerful than just detecting an intent. Yeah. But that's the name. It's that not just, it's not just a, a straight NLU, you know. Right. It's not just right. a text and to getting back an intent and slots or intent and entities back. It, it could also be the invocation of the. Right. Of the now mind you, right now, mind you, if all you need is to detect an intent, it works fine for that. You know, if you just want to get back which intent it was and what the parameters were and do the, the processing on your end, that's fine. If you want to take the full advantage of but Dialogflow offers, it will do that too. The other thing to mention is that 
how you you invoke them, uh, there are a couple of different options here. Many of the methods can be invoked using uh, a REST, a simple REST API that we're pretty familiar with. However, some of them require a gRPC API. And this is a little bit more complicated, but one of the things that it offers is a bi-directional streaming system. Okay. Instead of just, you know, you make a call, you get a reply back. This lets you do things like set up a, a stream. You keep streaming, and then at some point you'll get something back, and you may need to take action when you get it back. Like restart the stream or tag the stream that you've acknowledged it or, or whatever. Right. Um, gRPC is a lot more powerful. It's also a lot more complicated. Right. The good news is that for many programming languages, they have a library where Google takes care of all of that under the hood for you. Okay. They, so they give a bunch of examples with Java and Node.js and Python that show how you can, you know, that use RPC under the hood, but you don't know that. You don't need to know that. It's taking care of all of that for you. You're just yeah. using language semantics to, to deal with it correctly. Okay. So I've seen um, WebSockets. Is that the is that the same thing or no? Web, WebSockets or WebSockets? They are loosely based on our on, on HTTP very loosely they do offer some similar streaming semantics okay um but they are a little bit different grpc actually kind of goes down to a slightly lower level than HTTP does okay um so it's a little bit more it, it lets it do a little bit more streaming flow control it, it does some low-level stuff much better. Um, if you're familiar with HTTP 2 or 3, and I'll admit I am barely familiar with them, gRPC works with those protocols rather than HTTP, while WebSockets more works with HTTP. Okay, all right. Um, like I said, the good news for developers is you can stay at a more abstract level, deal with your the libraries for them. That's good. Um, so, and, and what I'm saying for the most part, I should also mention, applies for both Dialogflow ES and CX. Yeah. Um, which, for those of you that, that might remember from last week, correspond to the old Dialogflow and the new Dialogflow. Yes, this being is, essentials, being the old one. and Right. CX being the commercial, I don't know what the CX stands for, but the commercial product, kind of the more enterprise solution. The the call, I, I think the C comes from call center. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know what CX stands for. Right. Um, but yeah, it's the, the more enterprise-based one. Fortunately, both of them, the, the detect intent call is very similar between both of them. There, there are differences, but they're not really, you know, on a high level, you can think of them the same way in both. So the the most basic, easy way to use them is you call detect intent, you give it a text blob, you give it some other information about whatever 
current state you may need to maintain. Uh, in Essentials, for example, you may send context information that is already there that, that you had from the last time you got a call, you know, mm -hmm. the, that got back, called back on a return. Um, and it processes this just as if it was, say, you know, if you think of what you had just said, you know, this is the call that, uh, for example, the Google Assistant used to call Dialogflow. Okay. Um, it did the text conversion. It sends it off to Dialogflow. It gets a response back from the call. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. In both cases, you don't necessarily need to send text in all cases. You can send what they refer to as an event. So um, on the ES side, for example, you can create custom events to say, you know, a button was pushed hypothetically. If you've got a, if, if you have what, you know, this hooked up so that you can either type something in or press a button, you can say, well, they pressed a button and handle this event differently. A little bit different. Okay. Or, you know, if the user ended the conversation, what does an end conversation sound like? You can send the end conversation event and it will send something back. Okay. Um, starting a conversation is an event in, in dialogue flow world. Um, so these are, are very simple, basic ways to do it. Oh, I was just thinking, I'm making like my, my brain, my brain's kind of churning because, because Jovo who is, a, uh, can work with multiple platforms, one of which was originally dialogue flow and then, you know, um, actions builder and Alexa and stuff. They do, <clears throat> they do have the concept of like a launch event and an end event. And then, um, it, it could take some other type of input. That input could be an intent with entities already, which is what you would get if um, Alexa, you know, handled, because it handles the the ASR and the NLU for you and just gives you an intent with some slot values in it. Uh, whereas with other platforms, it could be here is a t just a text string. Like if I was doing a chat bot, I could just do a text string or if I, I could do a, here is an uh, base 64 encoded audio chunk for the thing that you just said, and it can convert that. And it could then server side, it could do ASR to turn that into uh, text. And then you could turn that text into intense via some NLU, or there's even a provision where you could scrunch both of those together and pass it an audio chunk. And the thing that you get out the other end is um, the intense and entity. So I was just trying to make those correlations. So it sounds like uh, those those concepts really match up with things that I'm familiar with on, mm -hmm. on the Jolo side. Another example of an event, for example, that, that you may, you know, encounter or want to encounter is uh, I had a Stack Overflow question recently where, you know, they said something similar. How do you handle when the user doesn't say anything for a while? Yeah. And the answer is, well, if you're doing the processing yourself, you may want to send a no input event, sending it as an event rather than as some something else. Some you sort know. of a timeout on the client right. that would, after so much time, then yeah, okay. Right. Now, there are certainly cases where, you know, you get the timeout and you just want to handle it locally. There's no need to involve a server round trip for this. But there are cases where you do want that server round trip for whatever reason. Yeah. And in those cases, you would be able to send an event. So these are yeah. all... 
these are all the, the simple, easy way of doing things. Yeah. It gets a little bit more difficult when you start dealing with voice processing, when you start dealing with audio. Yeah. One of the things you can do instead of sending uh, a te- you know, instead of sending text or sending an event, is you can send an audio file. You know, and this is a standard wave TCM audio file. Yeah, okay. And Dialogflow will do the speech to text detection and then trigger the intent directly based on that. So if for whatever reason you've got a very, you know, you've got a, a push to talk device, for example, that you have. Um, hold the button down, say something when you release the button, it sends this audio file to the server for processing. Okay. It's pretty simple. Again, it's still pretty straightforward. You know, capturing audio, that's a known thing that we can do on a Pi. That's relatively easy. Send it to the server. It will send back the intent that's detected. Um, if you if you ask nicely, it may even send back another audio file with the text that you can just play. Yeah. So That's where the text-to-speech would come in. Right. Well, there, again, the text-to-speech is handled on the server. And one of the nice things about that is that you don't have to have another round trip. Yeah. So, for example, you know, now, certainly in theory, and one of the things that I talked about with with the person who came to office hours is what you could do, depending on what was offered, is, you know, you could take the audio that that you just got from the telephony system, send it to a speech-to-text, send the text to dialogue flow, send the results from dialogue flow to a text to speech system and play that out. You can do this. Yep. Depending on where you located it and where everything was located, the latency might not be horrible. I wouldn't bet too much on that though. <laughs> um, so the advantage of being able to send an audio packet to dialogue flow and get back an audio packet from dialogue flow Saves you, you know, at least two round trip process, you know, two round yeah. trips. True. So that's fantastic. Then you have the ability, if your your telephony provider allows for it in whatever fashion, what Dialogflow calls streaming detect intent. Really, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to say that too many more times and get it right. <laughs> um, and in this case, what you do is you're opening up not you're not sending an audio file. You are streaming audio to it using gRPC. And it does things like uh, end of utterance detection. You know, and again, like after, this is so, what, after so many seconds of pause or however it does it, right? Right. Well, this is, you know, again, it's the feature that we're familiar with on, on Alexa and Google Assistant. You yeah. know, when you stop talking for a little bit of time, it knows that you're to go process what you just said. Yeah. Um, that's certainly something you can do locally in some cases. Like if, you know, if you had a, a Raspberry Pi with a microphone, there are algorithms for... Um, pause detection yeah but they're harder and they're not always as well tuned and you know there are issues uh so certain certainly if you don't want to deal with it here's a way that you can not deal with it just stream the audio 
Dialogflow will detect when the utterance is done, will tell you, I've ended the utterance at this point, here's the, and, and here's the reply. Here's how I heard what you said. Here's what intent got triggered. Here's how you're replying possibly with an audio stream. And by the way, you now need to, um, I think that the term they use is reset the audio stream, the, the incoming audio stream, because it stopped listening at that point. So uh, I'm trying to think of like a call system where you're going through and you're and the call system saying like, uh, you know, you know, what, what's your phone number? I don't know, whatever. Or what's your, you know, last four digits or social security number. So it's doing something, some type of voice input that's asking you to do mm -hmm. that. So it's not until the voice system asks you the question that the, well, I guess you're on a phone, if you're on a phone. So the, the, the audio is always, the microphone's always on and you're right. always streaming. So, so I guess, how does it determine that you've started, you know, to, from the stream, from this point on the stream to start listening for the detection to end? Is that, is, is there anything that a developer would have to do for that? Or does that just kind of happen with the That's integrations between the voice, the, the, like the, the telephony system and the, and dialogue flow? That's an interesting question, and I don't have the answer to that one, to be honest. Okay. Um, that's something I would certainly need to look at and, and possibly to play more with. My guess is that you could probably start talking while the system is talking back to you, and it wouldn't have a problem. I think, like, like if, if I were to call in to... Well, this is a little bit different use case, and, and maybe not what this dialogue flow um, one is, but, like, if you were to call into a call center... And you you get the message like this call is going to be recorded. Um, you know things are happening at a call center. The agent's looking at some sort of a screen with information that's coming up that's that's pulled off of you know um, what you've said maybe um, or that that there are that that there is like the 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 agent would have one channel and the 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 customer would have another channel that would the audio would would come in on. Right. I, if that is true, and I think it is, then the way that uh, the, the stream, the audio stream that you're sending to Dialogflow, it doesn't care. It'll be processing the stream as it comes in. So you could be talking over what the response audio was. Dialogflow wouldn't care as long as it's getting the stream. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Now, I always have these like, well, what if well, it, these edge cases? And so I start thinking about, I don't know, some, sometimes it's crazy. I think, oh, this would be fun to test this and see what it does if I do this. <laughs> that That is an interesting one because one of the things that it, in some cases, allows you to do or could allow you to do if you have, have the right setup, um, and this is something I've discussed a great deal with Andrew, is... Uh, as as a list is being read out to you, to be able to say something like, yes, that one. And to have at least a rough idea of where in the, you know, which list yeah. item you just responded to. I think the, the problem in, in that case is it may not be able to interrupt the output audio that you're hearing when you interrupt it. It still may have no way to interrupt that audio because it's yeah. still 
playing an audio. I don't know. That's a really, really good question. Yeah. The more I think about it. <laughs> um, and now I, I'm trying to think of the right way to, to play with that and test it. But uh, so certainly the streaming audio capabilities give you additional power, which is interesting if your telephony system can take advantage of it. And, you know, I think that's the question. That's going to be what it comes down to is what does your telephony provider give you and how can you take advantage of that? Yeah, I, what that made me think of is just kind of the reminder that if you were in the end, Google is a cloud services company or, or has a big part of its you know offering as a cloud services company. Amazon is a cloud services company. Same thing with Microsoft. Um, and you can, if, if you start looking close enough, you can start seeing, well, oh, this is how they piece together an, a, 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 you know, smart speaker. Yes, there's, there's, there is a, you know, uh, you know, special microphone array in an Alexa and there's hardware and, and things going on, but, and there's some stuff that's going on in the client, but there's not really a lot there. It's not an all powerful, you know, you know, computer running lots of code. It's, it's an audio browser. It's, it's a microphone that records audio, sends it to the cloud and gets, audio back and plays it that's that is that is a smart speaker and and fundamentally that's why smart speakers are able to be as inexpensive as they are right is because they don't need a lot of complicated expensive local processing and and, and so you start looking at things and you're like oh so this is using dialogue flow or this is using um, like on the Amazon side of things, it's like, oh, I'm using something like Lex to to figure out what's being said, and I'm using Poly to generate output, you know, doing the TTS stuff. And th there's just, you start thinking, seeing how you could really piece together. And, you know, and there's examples out there of how you can use a Raspberry Pi or, or something right. and, and create your own smart speaker because there are lots of companies, you know, dozen companies that are doing uh, different things when it comes to ASR or NLU or TTS or and, wake word detection and right. all that and, stuff, right? And increasingly, there's lots and lots of libraries that are out there and, you know, helping you do that as well. You know, one of the things about wake word detection is that you can't do that remotely. That's something you need to do locally, but there are yeah. lots of libraries that do it for you. Yep. You know, um, looking at, you know, this telephony integration, you know, one of the, the interesting bits about it is that Dialogflow can do no input detection with a timeout. You know, you, you set a timeout. And Dialogflow on its own will just say, well, okay, I don't hear anything. So I'm guessing that's no input yeah. and handle that accordingly. <clears throat> you know, so these are the, the both I mean, fun and not so fun, depending on what you like to do element <laughs> is that some of this stuff is taken care of for you. Um, yeah. But there's also, you know, depending on how low, you know, how low level you want to get, 
you can get pretty low level on your own. Well, and that's one of the things I like so much when I first discovered that Alexa was out there was because that whole, you know, I didn't have to worry about microphone or recording audio or how that audio even got to the cloud. I didn't necessarily even have to worry about how that audio got played. I I could worry about this little sliver in the middle where I got a JSON request, I did something, and I created a JSON response, and I hosted that somewhere. And that's really all I had to worry about. And and this whole other thing, all these other things were working, you know, for me. And so um, it's 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 nice to to have an environment like that where you can work and focus on creating the apps as opposed to having to create all this other stuff. And that's sometimes that's what gets frustrating with like web development for me from time to time. It's like I really have to start from scratch again to, to you know. And there's there's more and more things that are that are out there so to make that even easier. But it's like I just want to build the app functionality. I don't want to necessarily have to figure out how I'm going to implement OAuth or how to right. do user management or roles or you know database access layers. And, and you're just like you you do that you know, over a career of almost thirty years. You do that enough, and you're like, I don't want to do boilerplate code anymore. I don't right. want to. <laughs> you know, I you know, yeah, I just I just want to you know have the user charge this to their credit card if they want to. I don't yeah. want to have to you know set up an entire payment processing system. Yeah, you know, and I think fortunately and increasingly we're able to do those things. Yeah, in webs and in apps, and and hopefully we're going to get there more and more and better and better in voice. You know, I think that's yeah. one of the things that held us back. Um, but I think we're getting there. Yeah, I, I I think there are advances that are being made in 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 connecting systems, uh, or at least with with APIs and and you know maybe in the future interconnecting systems um, or interconnecting assistants. Who knows where yeah, things are, are but, going? But but that's you know fun to think about. It's fun to think about, and it's fun to hear how, what what people are using to do these sorts of things. So you know, I hope that folks uh, leave us messages, comments below. You know, send us tweets as long as Twitter continues to live. Find <laughs> us on LinkedIn, because um, these are these are tools that you know we're starting to play with, and we'd love to to hear other people's experiences with as well. And we will certainly talk about them another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. You too, Mark. Have a great week. Take care.